What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sensibly Loud Radio. It's your main man, J-Mac, here on this gorgeous Texas evening. We have hosts spread all hither and yonder. It's me, J-Mac. It's be easy. It's Kyle Beats joining us tonight. Kyle, what's up, man? What's up, man? Glad to make the uh, the surprise appearance here on the radio and out of the sports realm for a little bit and show my uh, my love for all pop culture. Hey, man. Brandon, what's going on? Not much, man. Enjoying the weather outside and uh, glad to have Kyle on. We're going to have a really fun time tonight. Yeah, man. I'm I'm really excited. We've been talking about doing this for a little bit, so I'm glad Kyle was able to carve out some time. We're going to talk top 10 comedy movies tonight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, when you gave me that assignment, I was excited. And, you know, initially I was like, well, fuck, that's going to be this is going to be such an easy topic for me because I'm such a I'm a huge movie buff and I'm a big comedy fan which ultimately made it way more challenging because I was like, okay, I've narrowed my list down. I told, I told Jess, I was like, I've narrowed my list down. Let's see what we got, like 32 movies on there. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. it's going to take a little work. Yeah, we, Brandon and I were talking about before you got here, we had the exact same experience. Yeah, and I also had like six Will Ferrell movies in my final 15. I was like, I got to eliminate some of these just so I don't seem like I love Will Ferrell too much. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. I had the the hardest time coming up with my list. Like, it's easy to think of really good comedies because I'm all about comedies. But uh, the hard part is kind of getting that point where it's like, okay, does this really qualify as top 10 or is this more like a top 15? Right. And then it comes the challenge of are we approaching it with objectivity or subjectivity? Because mine is my top 10. It's not like the classic top 10 maybe because there's some – I'd say there's at least five or six – that are generally going to be in like a top 10 or whatever you kind of search on Google is like funniest movies of all time. It's always going to be some of the classics, but I think my list will show that I am a nineties baby. Cause I have maybe like one or two films before 1988. Oh dear. I have, <laughs> I would say that minor major. No, I wouldn't say majority, but there's a good portion of them. And it's also like, I understand some of those older movies, like I'll tease one that's not on my list, like Airplane, that's always considered like a classic. <laughs> that, and it still actually holds up pretty good. So that's a bad example, actually. But some <laughs> of those movies just don't hold up as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've we've often talked about movies like Rent-A-Kid on this podcast. Do you remember? <laughs> did you ever see that movie? Yeah. 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 That's a classic. That is a movie that they haven't even converted to DVD because it just was not good. <laughs> not at all. Dude, but like everyone remembers that movie, even though it never did well. Everyone remembers that. Brandon, had you heard of Rent a Kid before I brought it up to you? No, I never did. And then we watched the trailer, and you were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, that's uh, that looks like a pretty crazy movie. Leslie Nielsen and Christopher Lloyd happens to be in it for some random part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, dude, Leslie Nielsen's made some. Just bangers and some absolute duds. Like he's had such a roller coaster of a career. <laughs> yeah, man, he had some some stinkers for sure. But <laughs> he was overall pretty consistently stupid. That's what always made him great. Yeah, like the Naked Guns. All of them. Brandon's a, fa- a fan of those movies for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so you guys, you guys are both born in the '80s, though, right? I mean, yeah. we're not that far apart in age, but right. yeah, I was. We're '80s babies for sure. Okay, yep. but I think these show okay well that'll be good I, I think they'll bring diversity amongst the list for sure for sure for sure well how's uh austin been going man dude i love austin uh it's i'm having a hard time adjusting even though it's like in the same state and that sounds stupid it's just it's just a totally different vibe no one from in austin is from austin and very few are from texas even so it's just like this true melting pot of like cultures and personalities and I'm right on the border of like the city and the suburbs, but mm-hmm. on the way home today, like nice area of town, I pull in and it's just like two homeless dudes arguing about to get in a fight. And I'm like, everyone hypes up Austin and they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. There's so many great restaurants. It's like everything I've experienced, some, well, not everything, but a lot of the experiences I've had is like, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant where it fits like nine people, wait two hours because it's some like unique experience and I'm going to spend $50 on like, food i'm still gonna be fucking hungry and then on the way home i'm gonna see two bums getting a fight it's like homeless people and overpriced food out here but uh no it's actually it's actually really uh i'm just giving giving some of the hipsters a hard time but it's actually really beautiful 
the uh, the first weekend that I ever met the great Sambino, we actually went to Austin drinking together, and their pictures they're out there somewhere, and I'm sure they'll surface one day when we make the sensibly loud media documentary. But uh, I'm like carrying Sam down Sixth Street and stuff, and like. We I just remember us eating some pizza that just tasted like fucking cardboard. It was just awful, you know. But I mean, hammer yep. it two it's o'clock the in the morning, you know, whatever. And yeah, uh, they're open. yeah, and there was one. The, we like went up to like Fifth Street or something like that to like get a cab, basically, or something. I don't know. This is all patched together with stories. Yeah, no, and, get off the main street. Yeah, and Sam was just like drunk as hell and just so concerned about. Uh, like everybody's well-being he's just such a nice guy whenever he gets drunk that way he, he's always concerned about well-being and there was this guy the a bus went by and there's this guy that's just like face first like up against the window just passed out you know just something you'd see on public transportation and sam like runs up to the bus and is like beating on the like the front of it you know like on the window part but on the front of it like like yelling at the driver just screaming is he okay is that guy okay <laughs> just like just worried about homeless guys well-being yeah just like dude get the fuck over here <laughs> stop it what's funny is that would not stand out to me if i was dri- if i was just like driving by or walking by i probably wouldn't even notice that behavior i'm no. just immune to it 10 weeks in i believe it but no overall <laughs> it's a good it's a good time man are you spend any time down here brandon Spent a little okay. time in Austin, right? Yeah, I have uh, grandparents who live in North Austin, Georgetown. Um, yep. I spent a lot of time in Round Rock, Georgetown, pretty much in all the little suburbs. And then um, over the past like five years or so, uh, got a friend who lived in Leander and yep. uh, would go down to the domain, you know, check out all those places. Steiner Ranch Steakhouse on Lake Travis. Oh, man. Steiner Ranch is, man, that's fantastic views yeah, and fantastic food. The, the lobster in it. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, lobster mac and cheese. That's you're, you're my kind of guy, Brandon. That's a great call. That's actually yeah, the best thing on that menu. It's a great date night experience, too. You go on a Friday night. They have a guy yep. on acoustic guitar, sun setting. You see the lake. It's perfect. Much better than the people always hype up that oasis that's on Lake Travis because you get this yeah. great view, but then the food's trash. Yeah. Steiner Ranch, way better. The food's trash, but it's a good uh, wedding point. A, My cousin got married there. Great view, great view for sure. Like that's the part of Austin that makes it unique because you don't have anything like that in DFW. Even though I like DFW because you got four professional sports teams. Right. Yeah. But I can go down and like stare into my creek. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Kyle, did you ha- hear the mishap that I got into with public transportation recently when there was that batshit crazy woman on the train that was telling everybody that it was going to end and that people were about to get off after a Mavericks game? No, was this on the uh, the Dallas Dart or the TRE? Yeah, the TRE. And like this woman, everybody was just listening to this crazy ass woman on the train. I told it on radio before, but uh, everybody was listening to this crazy ass woman on the train. And I had to be the voice of reason to stand up and look at the crowd and just say, this woman's fucking crazy. Don't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Do people behave absurdly in, in, on those, especially post game? Yes. Well, and the thing is, like, you got to be smart enough not to listen to some stranger on a train. But sure. the, the thing is about Texas is that people are so nice here, you know? And so people are gullible whenever they're nice. And you fall for stupid yep. crap. And, you know, <laughs> so I felt like I had to stand up for the people because nobody else was doing it. Right. Man, I've seen some pretty bad behavior. I saw, like, dudes that, I mean, these weren't, like, homeless dudes. These were dudes that clearly just came from the game, Dallas fans. And we had just beaten Cleveland when they had Kyrie and LeBron. This little, like, 10-year-old kid walks down the stairs. He's, like, you know, two stories. And he has a Kyrie jersey on. He's just, like, double bird. Fuck you. Fuck Kyrie. <laughs> and fuck the Cavs. And I'm, like. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking asshole. And yeah. I was like, dude, leave the kid alone. Like, yeah. I mean, part of me was offended because I'm such a LeBron fan, but I was also like, leave the kid alone, man. But it was hilarious because his dad was there, his mom was there, and he was just like, I'm ruining this family's night for sure. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> there might have been a few alcohol, be- alcoholic beverages in his system at that point in time. No doubt about oh, it. No doubt, yeah. One, one would hope. Kyle, did I ever tell you about the time that I was taking the train from Boston to New York? And I was pretty hammered on the train on the way there. And the train absolutely smoked a deer on the tracks. 
<laughs> Damn, that's pretty intense. Dude, it was crazy. Fast, man. The, the craziest part about it was that like the conductor got like, I don't know, like the lady that was going around taking the tickets, she must have drawn like the short straw because she had to get off the train. And at one point I saw her get back on the train and she was covered in blood. So it made it seem like she was the one that had to go pull the carcass off the it's like a horror it's the start yeah. of a horror movie, man. Dude, it was horrible. And I was like, that woman absolutely took my ticket earlier. So I don't know. It was a wild scene, though. Really In wild. Texas, there would have been dudes just rolling up their sleeves, like, let's go out there and get it. pull that thing, and pull that son of a bitch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference of the Northeast and Texas. It's so true. It was such a crazy uh, scene to be on, though. It was, it was almost horrific. Oh, man. So Kyle, That's let me ask you about, uh, since we're on the topic of transportation, how are you liking that Austin traffic? So... It's funny, man. It's not. OK, so it's pretty bad. It's more so people just suck at driving. It's not actually that much traffic. It's just people suck at driving. That's all it ever is in Texas, though. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, you're from Northeast, live in California, Justice. So you understand people in Texas suck at driving. And I'm from Texas, but we suck. Mm-hmm. And Austin is just like 10 times as bad. And there's not enough highways. The infrastructure is not great, but Honestly, it doesn't bother me as much because like where I'm driving to is all pretty in my eyes, like compact because I'm used to DFW, which is so spread out. Right. So I'm in Austin. It's like, okay, I got to go eight miles. That might take 20 minutes, which is ridiculous. It's pretty bad traffic, but it's only eight miles. Like it's not 38 miles. Right. I mean, that's a good point because you do have to consider the the actual just commute without like the worrying about the traffic because it really is I, i'd say overall things move okay here in dallas i mean man it, it's way worse For than sure. like hotlanta and, and places like that it's far yep. worse houston so much worse Do dfw you, has so many highways so many options it does do you guys remember a couple of years ago whenever uh in atlanta that bridge got blown out and yeah so that was like right down the street from sam's house and i went to Atlanta like two weeks after that it took forever to get anywhere it would be like them just blowing out 35 and you not being able to use 35 at all could you imagine God. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I, I don't know like I said the Austin Austin traffic's bad but it's not that bad that being said I never touched 35 so because I'm more west I never touched 35 so maybe I just don't realize how bad it is that's oh true. gotcha yeah well I heard like the Mohawk is the worst thing to be on yeah, dude, the one, the uh, the Mopac, dude, that is Mopac, that is yeah. worst. Yeah, I, I stay I stay clear of that. I use Waze every day. Now I sound calm about it, but in the morning when I'm late, I'm just like just dropping f bombs left and right oh, on Grandma. Sure. I'm just losing my mind, <laughs> swerving <laughs> recklessly. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. We've all been there. We've had, and then there's nothing worse than like just flying out the door. And you're you're running late as it is because and it's always your own stupid fault. So you can't even really be always. mad. Yeah. And then I'll, like looking in the, the gas lights on, you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, that happened to me today. And I just I told you I stopped and got gas, got gas on the way home because I pulled in with like stars for miles. until <laughs> after 10, it just goes to a bunch of stars. So I was like between zero and 10. Yeah. Just a bunch of just the word fuck start out. <laughs> <basically. laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's exactly what it is. Well, tell you what, let's go ahead and dive into movies. So, uh, Kyle, how about, so we could do this a couple of ways. We could just all go 10, 10, 10, 10, you know, or we could just go top 10 or like 10 to 1. We definitely do it 10 to 1. Do you just want to do yours first? Yeah, yeah. I think it may be easier to go like 10 through 1. Yeah, I think so too. A little easier to do that. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Let's go in reverse order. So I'm going to start at 10. Okay. I actually have two movies that were before 1983, I believe. Okay. So 10 is 10 is Caddyshack. Okay. Absolutely. So we'll we'll talk about them. I'll just rank them. So 10 is Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Nine. I'm going to get beat up for this one. There's something about Mary. Oh, no, that's a great movie. And I'm and I'm going to headline with these are all just which ones that I laughed the hardest at the first time I saw it and is rewatchable. Yeah. Eight is Borat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, uh, seven is Dogma. Okay. Six, Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Five, Old School. Mm-hmm. 
four, which could be my number one Friday. <laughs> yeah. Three. So stereotypical. The hangover. Of course. Two. Blazing Saddles. One. Anchorman. Whew. That is a that is all over the place. All over the place. Brandon, where do you start with that list? Uh, let's see. Which one do you guys have the most problem with being in the top 10? Borat? Borat, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would 10, say maybe. Borat. Dude, I love I love Sasha. I know that I knew that was not gonna be a hot opinion. Well, yeah, I just I wouldn't put it in the top 10. Maybe if there was like a top 50 list. But, yeah. <laughs> maybe crack 49 i was also like 13 when that movie came out i think so i just think i was re- i was just remember thinking that was the funniest movie when i was a kid what did yeah. you struggle with most dude eras really like i feel like i needed to do like a, a pre-1988 and a post-1988 yeah that's that does make it a little bit tough I found I, mine were very mixed in that bag, but I, I feel like overall you captured a good uh, a good span of time. I think you have. I think that old school is better than Anchorman, though. So I think there could be five Will Ferrell movies in here. I think I can make an argument also for uh, Talladega Nights, yeah, Step Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's quite a few. So. I think Anchor Old School might be more like slapstick, laugh out loud funny, but I think Anchorman has more nuance to it. And I really also just like that period of time a lot. Like I like 70s throwbacks. I agree with that. Yeah. Are you a gold member fan? Yeah, it's just so corny and it's not I don't know. Yeah, I am. I yeah. think gold member's pretty funny, but Anchorman just is so much funnier. Just smokes it. For sure. I Absolutely. That is the best of the three Austin Powers movies, though, I think. Oh, not even close. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Austin Powers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm always partial to the very first one. Yeah, the first one was good. Yeah. I think it, it goes... the foundation, you know? I think it goes 3-1-2 is yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, two, two's rough. I'm glad what do you guys think about oh, Friday in the top five? Now, Friday is an excellent movie, man. It is. It's a classic. Dude, I feel like they. <laughs> I feel like they, dude. I feel like they filmed that for like forty grand. Right. If that. Yeah. If that. It is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like there's really no premise to this movie. If you think <laughs> about it, like what is the plot? Yeah. It's just has these individual scenes that are so great. Each scene is so long, but the way they they just capture like kind of like the culture in that like mid 90s early 90s is really good you know what speaking of that kind of movie that i saw this week they're making a how high too Ooh, i don't know how i feel about that that's a late what that's like 15 years later 18 years later oh, at least dude that was like oh man that 2000? was like 2000 yeah 2001 something like that that's a classic. I mean, that's definitely not top 10 worthy. Oh, no, but, definitely not. But just ridiculous. But it's still, a, it's still a classic. It, yeah, it's definitely a classic for sure. If I had any regrets on this list, it would be I would probably replace Borat with uh, Talladega Nights because I just think there's so many funny one-liners in that movie. And it came out when I was like, you know, 16 and really immature. And I just was like, I'm in love with this movie. See, I saw it and I hated it the first time I saw it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It was, I didn't hate, hate's probably a strong word, but like it really grew on yeah. me. The the penis scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Just all of it. The the, the ridiculous sweet, sweet six ounce, six pound, eight ounce baby, baby Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Dude, just the whole thing is a masterpiece woven together with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. They're just great together. But I feel like if they start doing, so are they actually making a Step Brothers two? Is that happening? That is happening, right? Know. Is that happening? I'm let's, pretty sure. Let's look at this. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think that. No, last I heard, that was being yeah, filmed yeah. in like Dallas or something. Yep, there's definitely talks about it. I just, I don't know. You got to be kind of delicate with that because the odds of it being as good as the first one are, are pretty much slim to none. Oh, I agree. 
probably make money. But you also don't want to overdo that those characters together. Like I think that Will Ferrell is good about not overdoing it, other than Anchorman Two, which was the worst thing I've ever seen. Anchorman Two was really bad, and he turned down. They turned down Old School Two. I think Will Ferrell, yeah. for the most part, I agree, knows when to when to call it quits. But Will Ferrell wasn't the star of Old School either. He was. He was like three stars, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was technically Luke Wilson, but Luke Wilson's like so. And eh, can he really be like yeah. the star? Vince yeah, Vaughn had a big part in it too. Vince Vaughn, yeah, that would be the other, the third part, and he. That was kind of his resurgence movie because remember he did uh, he did Swingers, which is a, a really actually a great movie where he essentially plays oh, the same yeah. same person that he played in old school. And then he did a bunch of like I don't remember the name of the films, but it was a lot of like serious and, and dramatic yeah. movies and was not successful as an actor at all. Yeah, he did yeah. like why would he be in psycho? And then he pretty much just redid that character and was really good at it. And then he does it again in Wedding Crashers. He's always oh, yeah. that exact same type of character in these types of movies, though. Like, that's just what he does best. He's just kind of that despondent asshole. Yeah, and I actually love that character. I think it's really funny. Oh, I agree. Who's, I mean, it's pretty who much... Who does that remind you of, Kyle? Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty much how I <laughs> live my life every day. But yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, thought, I thought I was kind of sneaking a couple in there, too, with... I think something about Mary would... I don't think either of y'all would have had that coming out of my top ten. I don't. Th- I would have had it out of your top ten or mine. But that's a great movie. It's a great yeah. movie. I don't disagree with it being in in a top ten list. I think it's a great movie as well as Tropic Thunder and yeah. and do like kudos putting uh, Blazing Saddles high up there. That's a, yeah. that's a classic, man. Dude, I just remember my dad showing it to me when I was like six, and he's like, "This is my the funniest movie of all time." Like, it was a fact. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is the funniest movie ever!" I gotta, I gotta see what's up, and I just loved it, and it still holds up pretty good. Like, yeah. you watch it as an adult, it's still really funny. Yeah, yeah. it definitely holds uh, up. Definitely holds up. Caddyshack was another classic that I Absolutely. snuck in there because I, I love golf, so yeah. I just it just always instant classic to me when I was six years old. Well, I probably shouldn't have been six years old, but. I Probably did. not, but I mean, you didn't know what was going on. Chevy Chase was amazing. Oh, and Absolutely. Bill Murray, dude, one of his best roles. Right, we talked about that, and uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> what do you Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield's character is pretty much just like my goal in life. Yeah, no, dude, I'd, I'd re- definitely rather be like Chevy Chase in that movie. Definitely not Bill Murray, no. but that character is classic. No, I love the the grass that he invents that you can play 36 holes on in the morning and get stoned to the bejesus in the evening. <laughs> so <laughs> great. So and that's like the classic, like eighties R rated film before we, before, uh, and I've heard, uh, Bill Simmons talk about this, like in the nineties, you transition to this, like, you know, total like PG 13 family type comedy with, uh, Michael, Mike Myers, uh, Adam Sandler, guys like that in the eighties, you still had those like, like banger R comedies that were a lot funnier, in my opinion. Strong agree. <laughs> Strong agree. We'll we'll talk about more of those here in a few minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before we transition on to y'all's list, what about Dogba? That was a that's a sleeper. Dude, yeah, yeah I forgot, I forgot you mentioned that. Dude, that is a great movie. I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. <laughs> of course I think are. Kevin Smith's a genius. He's something. <laughs> you know what they're going right now, right? What, Clerks 3? No, no, it's uh, Jay and Silent Bob, new movie. Oh, yeah. Boy. It's going to be yeah, a reboot, I didn't see that. but it's uh, it's like a satirical reboot. of a, re- a satirical reboot of what? Like, basically, they find out that the studio is trying to reboot their story, oh. so Jay and Silent Bob go and try to stop it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> it's brilliant. That'll be great. That'll be Justin's brilliant. out. <laughs> no, dude, I'm in. I'm 100% in. in. I wanted okay. to make sure they weren't trying to reboot, like, uh, you know, strikes back or something like that because those, those oh. movies are so damn funny. Or that dude, if, so I, funny. if I read you the cast list of Dogma, you'd be like, What the fuck was that? Like the you know, highest paid movie in the 90s or dude. the late 90s? Like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are the, he- are the headline yeah. on that. Chris Rock's in it, <laughs> Selma Hayek. Like, that's a lot of A list people on that, on that okay. list. It really is. That it, it, I remember seeing that and just being like, Who. Like, where does this really end as far as just 
like all these people being in it. I'm looking at it right now too. George Carlin's in it for God's sakes. Dude, like there's some heavy hitters on that. Jason Lee. Yep. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, so I I don't have it in my top 10 by any means, but I could make a strong case for it. Makes sense. And like I said, a lot of these are at that point in time, how much did that movie mean to me? Like how rewatchable is it and how hard did I laugh the first time I saw it? That's kind of like the three keys on all of those. So for the last question for you then, were there any that were just barely cracking the top 10 but just didn't quite make it? Dude, there was a lot of what I would call uh, honorary mentions. And Talladega Nights was my first one. Uh, I had, uh, I had, so this is another 80s one that I just, it just sticks out to me so much. You guys remember Porky's? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do we ever? (laughs) Dude, I just thought that was before I was 13 and discovering that on cable. And I was like, oh, parents aren't around. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Dude, I thought that movie was so funny. And uh I was just like trying to I was like looking through we have probably 150 DVDs downstairs and I was looking through them like and a couple got caught by eye that I wrote down uh that I would not put top ten, but just so funny the first time I saw it. I thought the forty year old virgin the first time I saw oh it was just god. Absolutely brilliant. Yep. And Porky's Porky's wasn't part of your collection, right? That was uh that was the missus, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's like only something you would see on like stars. I don't even think they have that in DVD. There's, oh no, it's definitely out there. That's a classic. <laughs> uh so two other ones that I'll mention that I think will one will surprise you. So Mrs. Doubtfire, I just mm. thought that was a, a classic. And I, I really like Robin Williams, so I feel like I had to put a Robin Williams movie. At least in the top fifteen. Yep. And then, I mean, of course, the Big Lebowski. Uh, I, I was considering that. I saw that, but another one that's just like no fucking way. But go back and watch it. It's so funny. Is Shaun of the Dead? God damn it! Yes. yes. Son of a bitch. Okay. So, so Ben great, said dude. that that was a top ten movie, and I said he was absolutely incorrect. It's not a top ten. Okay. But I can make an argument for top twenty. It's oh yeah. It's the Palgasol of of movies, Justin. <laughs> Let's not go Since there. Since you're again. so high on him. Hey, what, <laughs> we'll have that argument later on this week. <laughs> yep. I've got some questions for you on the basketball show that you're going to you're gonna like. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. So, honorable. So, do you want me to go ahead and go, Brandon, or do you want to go? You go. Okay. So, a couple that I had outside the top 10, I'll just start that off. Uh, so, Fear and Loathing was definitely one that I was having a real hard time keeping out just because, like, Aside from how cra- batshit crazy that movie is, it's hilarious. It is. It's like, I guess that's a comedy, right? It's a comedy and also like a drama and a psychedelic at, all at once. Yeah, it's it's a hodgepodge of things. But I mean, the the attorney driving and the, do- you know, just bat yeah, country, the whole biographical. thing. Yeah, the <laughs> the bat country thing. It's it's all gravy, you know. It's a great movie. Uh, you I've just kind of have to like go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. I was going to say, I feel like I've seen so many parts of that movie, but only all the way through like one time. Yeah, it's hard to watch all the way through. It's not like just kick your feet up and, you know, right kind of thing. It's just not one of those. Uh, Bowfinger was also outside the top ten. Wow, Bowfinger. Is that that, uh, Eddie Murphy? (laughs) Yes. Wow, that I haven't thought about that movie in 20 years. Dude, that's, that's Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin both. Yeah, that's a great movie, actually. Yeah, I haven't. The best part about the whole thing is the you should watch it as you know now because the best part about it is the fact that they make fun of Scientology, but it's just called Mind Speak instead. But it's basically the same exact thing. And uh, Terrence, uh, I can't think of Terrence. Uh, I always forget his last name. Hold on, let me look this up. He's in it as well, and he's in so many great things like um, like Wall Street and. Yeah, uh, Terrence Stamp. Stamp, yep. There you go. So, yeah, he's fantastic in it. it the storyline is great. I just love the scene whenever Eddie Murphy's running across the highway and he makes him do it a couple of times. He's like, all right, let's do it one more time, and then you can go on an errand and get us some coffee. <laughs> That's all he wants to do is go get coffee for him. <laughs> yeah, that movie yep. came out 20 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a classic. It's a, it's a real good one. Um, Any others outside? 
no, I don't think so. So number 10 for me is Dumb and Dumber. Considered it. Did you? Where would that fall for you? Probably like top 25. Okay. But it may be because I've seen it too many times. If that's fa- that's probably unfair. Yeah, that could happen. But you know what I mean. It's it's a burnt out movie, but it's a classic. Any thoughts on this, Brandon, or do you want to hold your tongue on it? What's what's your favorite uh what's your favorite scene in the movie? Oh my god, dude. I mean the whole thing. Or, is- so either a favorite scene or a favorite line. <laughs> the opening line. Well, yeah. <laughs> Where are you from? Austria. Son of the shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> So, it really so. sets the tone for the whole thing. It really does. Yeah. Um, I would, I would uh, definitely probably say the scene whenever they're like playing in the snow and they're having the fake fight and he winds up and throws a fastball right to her face. <laughs> that just gets me every single time. That's good, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, so that's, a, that's a classic. Like my mind went. That's great. Yeah. Um, I just see Justin Claire reenacting that at Breckenridge. Oh, she she kicked my ass. <laughs> She'd kick my ass for sure. Uh, number nine is Uncle Buck. Nice. Wow. John Candy. Dude, That's probably to... pre-1988 or maybe right at 1988. 89, something like that probably. I just keep using that that year, so I'm referencing back to it. But it's a pretty safe year. That is a great movie. It is. It's a good story. Uh, the whole line whenever he tells her to go downtown and have a rat gnaw the mole off her face is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's just that's peak John Candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just the way he threatens the boyfriend is fantastic. And oh yeah. When he's, got, he's, sharp, he's like talking about the axe. He's like, I like to keep mine razor thin so it could circumcise a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? John Candy was a genius. Wow. So he had to. I'm really. Go ahead. I'm really impressed by that pick. That's a great one. Yeah, he had to make the the top ten. Planes, trains, and automobiles was also really close in the top ten for John for a John Candy movie. Last comment I'll make about that is that's the o- probably the only movie that's rated PG that'll be on this list. Almost certainly, yeah. Uh, number eight. Okay, so this one is it's going to depend on the day you ask me, but it's a variation of Vegas Vacation, Christmas Vacation, and Family Vacation. Yep. Yep. Just I agree. Whatever. The three, you know, it just depends on like Christmas time. Obviously, I'm going to choose Christmas yeah, vacation. The Griswolds, yeah, it's but great. The Griswolds I in general st- are fantastic. I still feel like the the original stands out as probably the strongest film. We can are we just eliminating European vacation from that conversation? It's good. It's just different. Pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah, a little weaker. Definitely has its funny moments. Yep, but my uh, weaker. My favorite moment in uh, the fa- the family vacation, the very first one, is when he's just like I think he's he's daydreaming or something, and all of a sudden like he comes to his senses and they're about to hit a semi truck and he ends up like going off road and coming back. And all of a sudden his wife wakes up and she's like, "Like Clark, you okay?" And he's just like covered in sweat. He's like, "Just fine, honey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, Eddie is great. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Eddie is fantastic you know it goes on and on really yeah chevy chase is another just absolute roller coaster of a career yeah it's it's definitely been a weird career overall he's had some bad stuff he has his brand of humor doesn't translate well unless you really like dry comedy yep um all right so number seven was happy gilmore okay Nice. Had to get an Adam Sandler movie in here. The golf one. I mean, you got to go with that. There's so, it's the most quotable movie probably out there. One of them. Anyway. It's a staple for our generation is like every everyone that's between 22 and 37 has seen Happy Gilmore at, at least once in their lifetime. At least 20 times sure. on TBS. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that was a solid one. Uh, number six. Kyle, you may not be familiar with this movie. It's a movie called Ten Men. And essentially, yeah, so essentially, I I didn't think you would be. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a movie, it's probably 1986. Brandon and I looked into this recently. We talk about this movie a lot. But essentially, it's T-I-N, like, you know, Tin Men. And it's got Richard Dreyfuss and Danny DeVito in it. And they they both sell aluminum siding. And they're rival Tin Men. And they run it. So the big thing is, like, to have a Cadillac. That's, like, your pinnacle for success is having a Cadillac. And sure. so 
Richard Dreyfus gets the Cadillac. Danny DeVito runs into it. They get into this whole big kerfuffle of, uh, you know, accusing each other. And so they start, like, going basically into an all-out war to, like, you know, get back at each other for, you know, fucking up the Cadillac. Right. And, man, I, it's so I'm great. Have to check it out. Dude, it's so great. Like, Richard Dreyfus goes and, like, sleeps with Danny DeVito's wife. And it turns out that Danny DeVito just was tired of her anyway and was like you know what jokes on you you can keep her <laughs> just like hangs the phone up after he tells him that and he's just like that son of a bitch screwed me like it's just it's so diabolical it's a fantastic movie though great 80s movie dude i'm excited i didn't think there was going to be anything on this li- these lists i hadn't seen so that gives me something to go watch and dire- same director as good morning vietnam which is another great robin williams classic so yes uh, yeah I, I think i'll like that film a lot uh martin from uh Frazier is in it as well. Okay. Uh John I can't think of his name. Anyway. Right. I kept wanting to say Mulaney, but I know that's not all right. It's something like that. Uh number five for me is old school. For the reasons okay, so we've we, talked about before. We had old school in the exact same positioning. Yep. I moved it like around I, at the last second, but I I, I can't have it one, but it's definitely top five. For sure. I agree with that. What's one of your favorite scenes from old school? Uh, That's a tough question. Uh, man. So I would say, obviously, the opening scene. I feel like the opening scene is strong. My favorite line is when he's streaking, he's streaking, and the wife picks him up, and he's, like, getting in with his ass. He's like, Nick Cage, do you still open? Yes. <laughs> like some shit I would say for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think mine's probably one of the more underrated scenes it's whenever they're in the kitchen arguing it's the whole earmuff scene but it's the way yeah. that will ferrell is just like brandishing the hockey stick and like yeah. <laughs> smashes that glass off the counter and then starts sweeping it up with the hockey stick like so ridiculous just typical frat dude that <laughs> behavior is so great yes it's just kind of one of those underrated things in that movie but it makes me laugh every single time that yep. the fact that they managed to worm snoop dog in there i mean yep the fact that, that Dean Pritchard is just called cheese, like that's amazing. Right. I mean, it's it, it's just all fantastic. Jeremy Piven was perfect for that role. Jeremy oh, yeah. Piven was perfect, and that launched him. Sure did. He can't, he so, went a long way to Ari from there. Right. Right. Yeah, dude. He was him on Entourage was the best, but uh, oh. I really. I really feel like that's obviously our generation's Animal House, right? Like that's always been the comparison. And I go back and watch Animal House, and I try to be as objective as possible. And it's just, I mean, probably the the eras, but I think old school is much funnier. What do you? Yeah, mean I that? agree with that. Yeah, Brady, I was gonna say, because I think like, yeah, I, I think that it was one of those things where it was shocking for the time. There's nothing else like it. Now there's something else like it, which is correct. Exponentially funnier. I don't think right, that's a and take. may not exist without Animal House. It definitely wouldn't. I think that's a good take, though. I don't have any problem with that take. Uh, number four for me was The Big Lebowski. Nice. Yep. So you talked about that one a little bit already, Kyle, but, I mean, everything about this movie is fantastic. I, I love the way this story is told. It's weird in certain places. It's weird in the right places, though. And, you know, the way he... I. There's not a time in my house where if we're talking about carpet of any type that <laughs> me talking about tying the room together with the rug doesn't come into play somehow. Right. There was a, a good like five year span where I used to say that and Claire had no idea what I was talking about. She just thought that I was saying that. And then right. finally asked me one day and I was like, no, that was from a movie. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is that Jeff Bridges best performance? It's got to be right. Yeah, I'd probably put it up there with like his performance in Hell or High Water or Crazy Heart. But yeah, it's mm. definitely in his top three. Crazy Heart was good. Dude, Crazy Heart, that's a great call. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, uh, number three for me. So the the top three, I would say for me, would probably change day by day, depending on the day you ask me. But number three is Airplane. Nice. Okay, I already and touched on that a little bit. We did. Holds up. Very well for a movie that's 40-something years old. And mostly because it's hard to watch it and believe that they got away with some of the racist, (laughs) sexist (laughs) bullshit in that movie that is just unbelievable. (laughs) No no way you're getting away with half of that today. Is there ever a time when you two aren't at an airport that you don't think about the red zone and the white zone and having the argument about abortion? (laughs) 
And like the best part to me as you know, tying it back to basketball is that Kareem <laughs> yes. is, is, is flying it. He's the co-pilot. This is amazing. He's Roger Murdoch. He's the co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know there was a movie called Airport before this one came out? Actually, I did know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Serious movie. And then Airplane was like the satirical response to that movie. Yeah. So more people know Airplane than Airport, but yeah, for good reason. And I think it's also one of those movies that every time I watch it, I feel like I, I find something new to laugh at. Like that's fair growing up watching it i never put together the drinking problem thing like you know throwing <laughs> water in his face as like a drinking problem you know and right. one day that just hit me for whatever reason i was like oh god damn all right well that makes sense there's probably still 20 more little things for you to catch in that movie oh, absolutely i always laugh at the all right guys let's get some pictures they just take all the pictures off the wall <laughs> so yeah. stupid um all right number two for me was mrs doubtfire Nice. nice. Yeah, that was so we have a lot of a lot of my honorable mentions major list. For sure. I didn't I had to have a Robin Williams movie in the top top five for sure, but definitely in the top ten. But when I think of Robin Williams movie, I don't think there's anyone better than this, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I don't think one of the best characters in any movie ever. <laughs> dude, I mean he played a seventy year old woman. <laughs> so well. So well. It just the way that he would change in and out of that costume throughout the movie and like the fact that Pierce Brosnan was in it and, you know, blatantly told him that he has a little penis and just the, every little bit of it is just fantastic. It really was. And I think that one also holds a little bit of a special place for me, just having lived in the North Bay area and stuff like that, Northern California, like it has like a little bit of the feels to it a bit just because it's, you know, it has a homey feel, but I think right. like overall if you think i mean man it's really hard to argue with like good morning vietnam though and stuff like that those movies are so damn good so i don't know we we've had this discussion about the pantheon of robin williams movies before i was just talking thinking about that that's probably his it's definitely his funniest movie is it his best movie still maybe yes i I would probably agree brandon what do you think Man, that's 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 a tough call because I would say best comedic film, yes. Uh, best movie acting wise, man, it, it's just tough because it's like you got you know Good Morning Vietnam, you got Patch Adams, Dead, you got Dead Poets, Dead Poets. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Good Will um, Hunting. Yep, Good Will Hunting. That's probably oh, his shit. best dramatic role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One hour just, photo. <laughs> yeah, one hour photo. <laughs> He's had a you're very sweet career, yeah. You're not going with uh, Flubber or Bicentennial Man? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I forgot about Bicentennial Man. That movie stunk out loud. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, now I'm just Googling it, and I just remembered all these other movies. I was trying to do it off the top of my head. RV, Jesus Christ. RV was bad. <laughs> Night at the Museum was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, Night at the Museum is one that you would look on here and maybe not take it that seriously but it's a good movie the thing about him is too that like i chose mrs doubtfire as his best funny movie i don't i think that his best serious movie is definitely goodwill hunting though yeah i agree yeah it's his best performance for sure he was dude the other movie that's left out of this conversation a little bit is jumanji oh yeah fantastic in that movie fantastic and the and the remake was actually decent too which i was happy about it was you fan of uh, Hook? Of course. Hook's a good one. I saw that. That's like a staple for for my childhood, I feel like. Yep, same. Probably seen it 50 times. Mm-hmm. Let's get the drum roll, Justin. What do we got for number one? Number one is Caddyshack. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think that in on any given day, those three could cycle out because I definitely had Airplane as number one for a while. Okay. So it, it really just depends. But Caddyshack is just a classic for all the reasons we talked about before. Well, with Caddyshack, you just have Chevy Chase and Bill Murray both just firing on all cylinders and at Rodney that point. Dangerfield. Was that like 83, 84 probably when that came out? I think it was 80, actually. Was it? Damn. Pretty sure. Okay. But either way, those guys are just, I mean, it's kind of like the perfect timing for all of them to come together. Yeah, it was 80. You're exactly right. Boom. All right. That's, dude, that's a tough one as far as best... Uh, 
<laughs> best best scene or most memorable scene. Yeah. Just so many. Dude, Ted Knight was so funny in that that movie too. And Spalding and just <laughs> Yeah. That that nineteen eighty because I think that's when Airplane came out too. It was right about that time, seventy nine, eighty, something like 79, that. Seventy nine, yeah. yeah. Seventy nine. And I feel like that was the perfect time to be like for comedy to just go off the rails. And I, I feel like it was all those movies like Caddyshack were like that, where they would just laugh out loud funny though. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brandon. It's your turn. All right. Honorable mentions. Um, man, this was really tough for me. But yeah, honorable mentions, I'd have to say old school wedding crashers. Uh then some other ones that were kind of like sort of dark comedies would be like in Bruges. Uh, it's a really good one. Uh, Ace Ventura. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even think Ooh, that's that. tough. I didn't think about Ace Ventura, man, that character. Yeah. That was the same year. I'm looking at that's the same year as dumb and dumber. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, dude. I th- had like two or three years where it was just bam, bam, bam. I didn't yeah, even he was think about fucking Jim Carrey. I might have to replace Dumb and Dumber with The Mask. Oh, The Mask is really good, too. Yeah, that would be an honorable mention for me as well. Mm. I, I would, if I had a pick of those three, I would say Ace Ventura is my favorite of those three. Holy shit, dude. Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all came out in 1994. He had dude, all three of those movies in one year. We actually, Brandon and I got to talking about this on like our very first or second episode of radio. Yeah. 1994 was a hell of a year for movies. Yeah, I mean, you have Pulp Fiction. Man, there was so many. I don't even remember what all we looked up, but it's a shit ton of movies in that year. All right, Brandon, That's go for it. Good honorable mentions. I'm surprised Old School's not top 10, but still got the respect for the honorable mention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and other honorable mentions be like, you know, Blank Check, Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Blank Holy Check. Shit, Holy both of those. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Both of those movies, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Part of my childhood for sure with Blank Check. Okay, <laughs> all right. So getting to the list here, number ten. I have a this is a, a British comedy uh, called Death at a Funeral. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This is the original that came out. I think in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, before the horrible Chris Rock remake that came out. Uh, right that's dude that's exactly what i was about to bring up i'm glad yeah, you did yeah not the chris rock version but this right. one was really funny because it had alan tudyk who uh, is the guy who uh i'm sure you guys are familiar with him but he ends up inadvertently taking acid and so he's at the funeral and he starts freaking out like the body had moved and then he <laughs> yep. walks over the body oh it's just it's hilarious there's a midget in there that apparently had a gay love affair with their father <laughs> like it's just the is whole it, thing is a wreck is it that peter dinklage that plays that yeah peter dinklage yep. yeah okay that's what i thought yeah but if you haven't seen it definitely watch it i think it's it's probably not on netflix but it's probably on amazon prime it but, is on amazon prime yeah i died yeah. laughing seeing it so definitely check it out if you haven't uh, seen it uh, so that's number 10. Number nine, I have Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yep. That's uh, Steve Martin and Michael Caine. And, uh, dude, that movie had me in tears. It was one of my dad's favorites, and he showed it to me when I was young. But uh, I just remember scenes like Rupert the Monkey Boy and all these other <laughs> these other scams. Because basically they were just playboys trying to scam women out of money and just showing that, oh, I'm rich and famous or whatever. And they they try and run them off and, you know, have some sort of sob story. So the women that were rich would give them money or whatever. But yeah, that one's hilarious. That's stayed with me over time. That's a classic for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number eight, I have Tommy Boy. Oh, wow. yeah. Tommy Boy. No, that's definitely Chris Farley's strongest, strongest film. That is def. Oh, man, that's a career I wish was not cut so short. Yeah, me too, dude. Yeah, um, I I agree with that, and that's why I named it on here. I mean, I liked Black Sheep, and I liked um, a couple of the other ones, but Tommy Boy is just classic. Do you know why he yeah. did Black Sheep? Hmm? Do, do you know he was? Do you know why he did Black Sheep? Mm-mm. He was contractually obligated with the studio to do one more movie, so they basically did the same movie as Tommy Boy over again. Ah, uh, okay. Dude, it's it is funny. almost the exact same movie. Yeah, it has and the same tropes. Yeah, exactly. And his uh, his just cadence with uh, 
what's the name? David uh David Spade is so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's spot on. It's great. Yep. So that that one's a, a great one. Uh number seven, I put airplane. Okay. Okay. That was one I had higher initially, but then I thought about other movies and um that's just one. I don't know. I kind of felt comfortable with number seven for that one. Fair enough. Yeah. And it and it it's a hard it's a hard thing to go back and watch. And some of those scenes are pretty uh yeah, pretty dicey, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number six, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. First time I watched Dumb and Dumber, uh, I actually didn't see it in theater. I rented it with my dad. And when it got to the toilet scene after he, after he, uh, Lloyd gives them all of the x lax and he's just shitting nonstop on the toilet, man, <laughs> both my dad and I were just crying laughing. That was actually what my favorite scene was when y'all asked earlier, but I didn't want to be that guy, but it absolutely is the best scene. Oh, you could be that guy in this show. Don't so worry. diabolical. It's so raging. It's so because we've all been there. We know how it goes. And then and then the horror on his face whenever yeah. you know you like, oh, the toilet's broken. We've Dude, also all like been there. Be my luck. <laughs> and he's all clanging around in there. She's like, What are you doing in there? I'm uh shaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also a line I would come up with. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so you're 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 saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. So many one-liners. I know so many. I could keep going. Uh, number five, Office Space. Fuck yeah, that was yeah, an honorable was mention for me. Definitely an honorable mention. Yep, I I actually talked about this on one of our previous episodes. I saw it at Alamo Draft House. It was the 20th anniversary. Came out in '99. Um, man, that's just one of those movies I've seen probably over 50 times. And yep. if you have ever worked corporate life, which I know all three of us have, but any of our listeners out there, you have not seen this movie. It's it's basically like you've been without air or oxygen. You need to watch this movie immediately because it explains so much. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. So the the classic scene where they're playing, uh, uh, not Scarface, but when they're just destroying the copier and they're oh, playing yeah. a Ghetto Boy song. Yeah, Ghetto Boy. So great. And that was that was filmed here in Austin too. Yeah, it was filmed in Austin, uh, and as well as Las Colinas. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the office area in Austin, that building still exists there in Austin. Yep. Exactly right. It did not but, burn yeah. to the ground. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Milton didn't set it on fire. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it looks so real, Brandon. Yeah, I know. Nineteen ninety nine effects, man. And that was the great Mike Judge who uh, created that film. Um, so it was based off of uh, animated shorts he did for MTV back in the early 90s when he was doing Beavis and Butthead. Yes, and yep. Finally got I've, the movie made. I've been re-watching Silicon Valley, by the way. Yeah. Have you? I know you haven't watched it, Brandon. Have you watched that, Kyle? Yep. Yep. I've actually... That's, dude, we're, we're on the same page today. We, uh, Jess and I actually just started that. Oh, man. So good. A little rewatching. We're rewatching that. We're rewatching. I'm rewatching. She's watching for the first time The Sopranos. Oh, uh, boy. A lot of fun going through that with her. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a real That's classic. a good one. All right, Brandon, what's next? Getting through the ne- the rest of the list. Uh, number four, put Blazing Saddles. Of course. That's another one. Just Excellent. died laughing. I didn't know what to expect going into that one, but man, it's hilarious. It's a classic. That's the oldest one on any of our lists, I believe. Yeah, it was 74. So it's 45 years old. Yeah. It's holding up well. Yep, for sure. Uh, number three, The Big Lebowski. Nice. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel stupid for putting Borat and not The Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have the dude, man. You got to have the dude. He abides. He abides. <laughs> uh, number two, this is a movie that I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but it's called A Shot in the Dark. Um, came out in 1963, 64. Okay. It's basically the sequel to The Pink Panther. Oh, okay. Okay. With Peter Sellers. So if you have not seen the Pink Panther movies with Peter Sellers, dude, this is the one to watch. Uh, it's hilarious. There's one scene in which he's trying to investigate and follow this this female to some sort of like colony or something, and she goes into like some sort of country club. And he walks in and all of a sudden this guy walks out the front desk. He's completely like butt ass neck. And he's like, Hey, how can I help you? And he's like, Oh, he, he can't even look him in the eye. He's like, yes, <laughs> we are a nudist colony. So if you want to enter, you must be nude. So he ends up, you know, going in nude, covering himself. 
to find this girl. And eventually he talks to her and gives her a ride back to her place because she knows he's an investigator. And then somehow or another, like they're in some piece of crap, like mini Cooper or something, it breaks down the middle of the road and all these people are like scrambling and, and they're all just looking around, just screaming. Cause they're just sitting in there both naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Dude, for that, for that to be filmed in 63 too. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's one of the, the best comedies I can go back. I've seen it so many times and it's just, it's hilarious. I die laughing and recommend I'll have to go check that out. Yeah. A shot in the dark. All right. Um, uh, Number one, I have, and I'm surprised you guys have not mentioned this movie, Monty Python, The Quest oh. for the Holy Grail. So that's probably my dad's favorite movie, who has a lot of influence on on my list. Uh, I could I can name so many scenes of that movie that are great. It's as I've gotten older, it's not as much my style of comedy. It depends what mood I'm in, because like I have Friday on my list. Like I like that style of comedy, right? And like all my movies I was looking at are pretty much rated R, but Monty Python, when I want that like dry British sense of humor, which I do like just in doses is absolutely great. And of the Monty Python movies, I like, I like life of Brian, but yeah, Holy Grail is definitely the strongest. Yeah. You echo exactly how I feel about it. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. The Black Knight scene is the best. The Black Knight scene is just the best. Oh yeah, of course. Tis only a flesh wound. <laughs> he's just but trying to so find great. him. He's got no limbs. <laughs> it, it's so great from the scenes of like the guy who's coming in to like rescue the prince or something at the castle, and the guards are just watching the guy running in the distance, and then it like pans to them, pans back, and he's still running from like the same distance. And then all of a sudden, he's there and starts like he slaughters <laughs> everybody, and he's like, "Oh, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, uh, wrong castle." <laughs> so right. British. So British. <laughs> it's so British. Have you? I mean, now. My dad is really into the British comedy. He used to watch the Monty Python. I can't think of the name right now of the TV show. Oh, yes. I know what that one is. Yeah. And if you've seen that, I mean, that is just the epitome. It's called the Flying Circus, right? Flying Circus is exactly right. I was about to look it up. And that is just the epitome of British comedy. Yeah. Uh, So I I think that's it. I don't have a problem. with. I have no qualms with that being a top 10. No, not at all. Well, that's good top 10, boys. I like it. We had a yeah, lot in common. Yeah, we had, we do have a lot in common, which doesn't surprise me too much. It's just interesting to see where where they ranked out. Um, surprise Friday didn't make it on either of y'all's list, but uh, it was a top. It was definitely a, a top, probably twenty movie for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't too surprised, but I, I put it next to Rush Hour. There you go, <laughs> oh oh, my dude. God. Classic. That's a great uh, movie too. That is a good. That's actually like a good, a well written movie too. It really is. It's, good plot uh that one got yeah. run down to the ground to me a little bit kind of like what you were talking about before kyle same kind of thing for that's me. been played on tnt and tbs more than any film ever yeah no doubt about uh but, but yeah i'll be i'll be coming out with a blog that's going to be similar to this structure where it's a top 10 list uh, i'm going to be trying to come out with one weekly so the first one i'll kind of explain where i'm coming from on it it's going to be very subjective so it's definitely there to start debate but I really want to show myself as not just a sports person. Uh, we'll do yeah. some sports top tens, but I'm gonna start out with uh, uh, a hip hop top hip hop albums of the 2000s for my top ten. Ooh. Since Kyle uh, Beats, I got to live up to the name Dude, in the yes. 2000s, and we'll talk. I'll talk about it on there. Might be stronger than the 90s, which is a hot take uh, when I go back and look at that. Oh boy, I'll probably have to refute that that claim, but we'll see. You'll dis- you'll disagree hard with that, but. Uh, yeah, I would argue 2000s rap was better than 90s. Although I acknowledge in there that the 2000s was responsible for Chingy, Young Jock, and Kevin Federline. So yeah. I'll take ownership of that. For sure. And I don't think there's any mov- or movie, any uh, album that was made in the 2000s that even comes close to Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Uh, even now, dude, that's pretty hard to I, get. I think, I think Chronic 2000s is better. Start to finish? Start to finish. Ooh, that's the a beats bad take. so much better. Oh, that's a bad take. No. Not a bad take. No. Uh, because the young Snoop was the best Snoop, though. Yeah, yeah. And he and the thing with Chronic 2000 is Dre, Dre uh, used a lot of features. He did. Oh, so, which is fine. Cool. I have no problem. And there were a lot of features on, on the Chronic, too. But, like, or the Chronic also. But, like, I don't know. There's something about Snoop when he was hungry like that that was so much better. 
Anyway, I yeah. can't wait to hear these these top ten lists and what you come up with. I'll be interested with the two thousands because that's where I'm a little bit weaker in rap. I would say. Yeah, I feel like you were like big on nineties, and you're bit, you're bigger than me. I think on current rap, or just as up on it. Because uh, I think you have a lot of media media that you get it through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 2000s was, you know, that's kind of when I got into rap when I was like 12, 13, 14 and in high school and everything. So it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But I'm going to be trying to put those out weekly and uh, stir up some debate and get people thinking and seeing uh, seeing what they agree and disagree with. It'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait, dude. I'll be reading those for sure. All righty. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We're going to thank Kyle for joining us. It's another episode of radio. Hey, we want to remind everybody to follow us on social media. It's at Sensibly Loud on Twitter. We're Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook. And make sure to give us a call. Leave us a message. We want to talk to you guys. We want to hear what you guys have to say on our opinions. Or just uh, we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about. So that number is 972-885-9361. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Later.